Chinese are also very much interested in what Japanese are thinking. And uh, they, you know, they are, uh, are willing to uh, exchange information with us. In this job, person-to-person uh, -person relationship is more important than this uh, nationality thing. Welcome to CDT ChinaCast, a production of ChinaDigitalTimes.net. I'm Josh Chin. Today we're taking our foreign correspondence series into new territory with Yosuke Watanabe, who is currently the Beijing bureau chief for Japan's Kyoto News Agency. Mr. Watanabe is a veteran foreign correspondent and one of Kyoto's elite cobble of highly trained China hands. His first stint in China was as a reporter for Kyoto and Shanghai from 1994 to 1996. After that, he covered the Hong Kong handover and was most recently the agency's White House correspondent in Washington, D.C., where he arrived just in time to cover the 9-11 attacks. He's been back in China since 2004, and a few days ago I had a chance to talk with him on the phone. Despite some problems with the connection, we managed to hear each other well enough to talk about the novels of Haruki Murakami, what it's like to be a Japanese reporter in China these days, and a ChinaCast trademark, the Hu Jintao question. Why don't we start off with uh, reporting in China? How does that compare to you know some of the other places you've reported? Like you know, for example, Washington D.C. You were there. Uh, basically, the same everywhere. Right, you you have to get to know the people. You have lunch or dinner with them, and uh, become friends, and then you get stories. That system is the same. But here in China, I um, just to to know what's going on is quite difficult. You know, the, those uh, what government says and uh, and actual situation may be different. Well, you know, I mean, you were a White House correspondent, and a lot of people said that this Bush administration is the most secretive, you know, presidential administration we've had in a long time. So yeah. is there a difference, or do you use some of the same techniques as a reporter? You know, the big difference is the United States has those major media, news media, and we, foreign correspondents, got the information through those, uh, you know, major news organizations, Right. Right. But uh, here in China, if you look at the uh, people's daily, you, you you never know what's going on. <laughs> but as as far as the the uh, uh, the business of getting closer to the news source, that is the same thing either in Washington D.C. or in Beijing or in Tokyo. The fact that you're Japanese does that does that make it more difficult in China? You know, given the the oh, the, uh, the animosity. Right. Yeah. Well, sometimes, but uh, well, actually, sometimes. You encounter the uh, outright hatred to a, a past of you know emotion because of the past history, but that's a rare case. You know, people are nice usually, and uh, I I didn't find it very difficult compared with uh, when I was in Washington D.C. Chinese are also very much interested in what Japanese are thinking, and uh, they you know they are, uh, are willing to exchange information with us. In this job, person-to-person uh, -person relationship is more important than this uh, nationality thing. What, what are some of your favorite stories that you've worked on? Do you have a, a, a most memorable story so far? Memorable stories? <laughs> I think the most memorable one was uh, anti-Japan demonstration in the uh, year 2005. Yeah, that was uh, quite shocking to me. But also, I, uh, uh, one of my favorite stories is that uh, uh, I wrote a story that how popular Japanese novels are in China despite this, uh, you know, certain uh, anti-Japanese feeling. And, um, I remember, I, remember I, was, I read that story, and I remember you, you, you quoted some person, one person who was saying that, you know, some of the same Chinese people who are reading, you know, Murakami might yeah. also have been in the protests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, and uh, that shows uh, some complexity of, uh, of uh, China-Japan relations, right? One British journalist told me once that uh, he found out that even though uh, Chinese and Japanese hate each other, they also understand each other quite well. Murakami was supposed to be one of the, the, you said in your article, one of the more popular novelists in, in China. What do you think is the appeal of Murakami's novels, you know, the novels like Norwegian Wood and, and Kafka on the Shore? What, why do you think Chinese people uh, like to read them? Mm. Well, actually, Murakami is my favorite novelist, too. He doesn't actually emphasize that he's a Japanese novelist anything. He, he just writes about what, uh, what the young people are interested in. Like isolation in a modern society, or how to how to have a relationship with other people. What he writes about is, I think, it's, it's beyond the, the national border. So that's why I think um, Murakami is popular in uh, you know China or in in Korea or in, even in Europe. So you were you were in Shanghai before in, in the mid '90s, and now you've come back to China. I mean, how has China changed in, in your mind in, in those two different time periods? What's the biggest change that you that you notice? Oh, well, it was a big change, huge change. After I left Shanghai in, in the year 1996, and I came back to Beijing, you know, those skyscrapers and what people wear, those, those modern clothes, you know, fashionable clothes. Now, nowadays, you can't tell who, who are, if you're Asian, you can't. You can tell who are Korean, who are Chinese, and who are Japanese. In the middle of 1990s, I, I think you still could. Right. What's your favorite thing to do uh, when, when you're not working? What do you do to relax in, in Beijing? Hmm. In weekends, I, I, I play tennis, and um, I watch a lot of movies <laughs> by those DVDs. Right. Yeah, that's my favorite. You've probably had a chance to, to travel around. I mean, what, what is your favorite place? In China, outside of Beijing, mm, I would say Dalian, an ex an ex Japanese uh, town. Well, yeah, that's one thing. But also, it it uh, faces to the uh, ocean and it's clean and people are nice there. You know, this is the 70th anniversary of the Nanking massacre, and uh, a film director in Japan he he's going to make a film. To, to counteract the other films, to basically say that the death totals from the massacre are, are, are different. Has there been any reaction to that in China that you found? Yes, there was a, a foreign ministry spokesman uh, criticizing the uh, movie. But I don't see much criticism in, in the media yet. Maybe it's coming. So it hasn't really, it hasn't really caused any uh, ripples in the China yet? Not that much. Maybe because uh, Prime Minister Abe visited China last year, and Chinese government is trying to improve the uh, bilateral relations. What was the biggest story for Japanese readers coming, you know, coming out of China in the last year? Was it Abe's visit? The last year was yeah Abe's visit. Was that was that surprising to you, or how did you how did you see that? Yeah, well, it was surprising to me that he came that that fast. I mean, that early. Right after he's, you know, taking up the uh, post, he he chose China and Korea as the countries to visit, and that was quite surprising. I I thought maybe uh, two leaders would uh, meet in in uh, APEC, but Abe decided to come much much earlier than that. What what did you think? Why do you think he came so early? Um, I think the deterioration of relationship of uh, you know China and Japan. I think it's seriously hurting Japanese national interest. That's why. That's why he came. Huh. If you had, if you had an opportunity to 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 interview Hu Jintao, 
what what's one question you would ask him? One question. Uh, right now, what 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 do you do with North Korea? Why is that the question you would you would ask? Well, it's not clear what kind of policy actually China has towards North Korea. Does China want denuclearized Korean Peninsula, or is it only a second second priority? I mean, would China allow North Korea to have uh, one or two nuclear weapons? Maybe strategically, North Korea is too important for China to to disappear. But officially, Chinese government doesn't say that. So you know, but it's always uh, unclear what the real Chinese intentions are. Right. And I want to ask about that if I have a chance to reach it down. Okay, great. What's the finally one last one? What, what's the first thing you do? You'll do when you uh, when you go back to Japan after being in China. Uh, you mean next? In next occasion? Yeah, the next time. Next time you go back to Japan, what's the what's yeah, the well, first thing you do? Yeah, I go to soba soba shop, <laughs> in a Japanese noodle store, and have a Jap- traditional Japanese soba. <laughs> so, so the soba is one thing that the Japanese restaurants in in China haven't haven't got yeah, down yet. Yeah, I haven't uh, encountered a real good soba restaurant. Well, it looks like that does it for this round of ChinaCast. Thanks to Mr. Watanabe for bearing with me through all the phone distortion, and thanks, of course, to you for listening. This is Josh Chin, signing off.